This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze. Wait. Not a game. Not a, not a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to Points in the Paint on Stadium. Ben Wittenstein. Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house. How you doing? I'm chilling, bro. Dog days of summer. Dog days. Listen, dog days of the summer, which means team previews. You already know what time team it previews. is. We had the Bulls and Elias Schuster on last week. I want to thank him again for coming on. Mm-hmm. We got the Detroit Pistons. Yes, we do. We talking Detroit basketball. I'm wearing kind of a Detroit shirt. You're wearing no, a very not. Detroit shirt. <laughs> this is kind of a Detroit shirt. You know what? While, while we argue, let's bring out our guest, Detroit Free Press, Pistons beat writer, Omari Sankoff. Omari, yes, how sir. are you? How do you like the shirts? This is this is a Detroit shirt. It's Dennis Rodman, you know? I got the chance. I like shirt. the Pistons shirt. The Pistons shirt is <laughs> See, great. There you go. Shirt <laughs> there you this go. is, you the know, could be a Pistons shirt. Could be a Pistons shirt. I can't, I, like... I am like as a born and raised Detroiter. I like it is against my contract. Like it's on my birth certificate. I can't praise anything Chicago related, even if it is, <laughs> even if there is a even if it is sweet. You know, that's that's very very fair. Well, we appreciate you coming on, talking Detroit Pistons basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just get it started with just kind of looking at the team in general going into the season. You're kind of coming off a, a weird season. You had some injuries to some key guys. How, how would you assess the brick how for the, Vic wasn't really yeah. what y'all thought it was going to be? Yeah. How, how do you assess last season going into this year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, last season just really went downhill uh, once Cade underwent surgery. But really before that, uh, he was kind of up and down uh, in the 12 games he did play. And he was just dealing with that persistent shin soreness, which ended up being a stress fracture. And of course, he missed the whole year. So they did want to take a step forward last year. Obviously, they only win 17 games, which on paper looks like a step back. But even in that, I think you still see a lot of signs of progress. Uh, Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran, both lottery picks, both second team, all Mm -hmm. rookie. Uh, A lot of people felt as though Ivey deserved to be first team, and he really did have a good season, got better as the year went on. Uh, Duran, youngest player in in the NBA, started about half of his games. He played around 60, certainly ahead of schedule. Uh, You just look at the depth that... They still had, even without Cade, where, you know, it clears the minutes for a guy and, you know, Killian, who, you know, still has a ways to go, <laughs> but has some really good developmental stretches. You know, Isaiah Stewart shooting the three ball. He started off really hot, cooled off a little bit after a shoulder injury, but I think he showed that he can't space the floor. And you still saw signs of growth in that. So this upcoming season may be more of what they wanted from last season as far as just getting out of the rebuild stage into competing. But uh, 17 wins doesn't really sum up the year just because of that Cade injury. And uh, they didn't necessarily hit the benchmarks they wanted to. Now, how do you feel about this Thompson kid, the Thompson twin? How do you feel about him coming out of overtime elite? I think he's really good. Uh, I mean, in, in, in summer league, you know, I think maybe one thing that was tough to get a feel for, for him at overtime elite was, 
like obviously the assist numbers were high. He and his brother Amen both averaged like six assists a game, but just him coming in and immediately just filling in all the gaps, right? Like whether it was primary or secondary playmaking, uh, his rebounding numbers mm-hmm. were really strong uh just the steals and blocks he probably jumped about four or five jumpers over the course of the four or five games he played just the <laughs> overall energy level and hustle and iq like all those things really really pop and uh, detroit's front office was really in love with him during the pre-draft process and you see a guy come in i know trey weaver compared him to andre iguodala but you did see where that comparison comes from where you have a guy who's just really unselfish really locks in on defense probably has a ways to go as a shooter but everything else uh, certainly ahead of schedule for a rookie so if his summer league performance carries over into the season that he's going to have a really good year sweet let's talk head coaches for a second you guys are mm-hmm. the pistons coming off dwayne casey and you guys got Monty Williams. And dropped the bag to get him. Yeah. And, you know, Phoenix was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Monty, good job here, but we're getting rid of you. We're moving on. Pistons saw him seemingly and were like, I can't believe Monty Williams is available. So they picked him Basically. up, scooped him up, and now he has the responsibility of, of teaching all these young guys and kind of bringing up a team that's rebuilding. What are your expectations from him? What, what should Pistons fans expect? I mean, we saw what Monty Williams could do with a similarly young team uh, five years ago with Phoenix where – I believe they improved from 19 to 34 wins his first year, and then from 34 uh, to 51 year two. So just very rapid improvement once he took over. And if you're a Pistons fan and you just see that the Pistons have languished, uh, I mean, really, people will say it's just 08, last time they made they won the playoff game. But uh, really just transitioning from the Blake Griffin to this era where they're in more of a full rebuild to get a coach in Monty and – uh, they paid big money for him. Obviously, it's a uh, I think seventy eight point five billion deal. I could get up to a hundred billion. Uh, so they really went out and uh, put their best effort forth to get him. But it's just their proven results. They put their money on a lot. Like Tom Gorris put his money where his mouth is, and he said, "We're going to go out and we're going to get uh, who we believe is the best coach on the market." And I think anytime you have a coach who's already done it, and you have all these young guys who could become stars, K, Jaden, uh, Jalen Duran. And a coach who can work with young guys, develop them, get to that next step. Uh, on paper, I mean, it's a perfect fit. So uh, big investment, obviously. Uh, six years is a big commitment. But yeah, just based on this track record, I think you can feel pretty good about it and know that you're getting somebody who could take this team to that next step. So you put a lot of money into the head coach. But as you said, there's kind of a lot of unknowns with this team. There's a possibility a lot of these players can reach superstardom or stardom and be really good. Yeah. But if you're going into the season, you're trying to be a realistic Pistons fan, what what should the realistic levels be for people expecting from this team? And before you answer that, you did mention about the Phoenix Suns, about how they went from 19 to 34 wins. So if they doubled their wins, would you call that success? I would call that success for sure. Uh, at this point, you just need to see signs of growth. You don't want to have another year where the win-loss record stagnates and then it's, okay, did we draft the wrong guys? Like, what's going on here, right? Like, I think at that point, you probably do a deeper autopsy of what do we need to do to get this to the next level. But if you if Monty cracks the 30-win threshold, I think that would be substantial progress for this team coming off of a 17-win season. And on top of that, you Agreed. just look around the league. I mean, the parity around the NBA right now is just absolutely insane. It's tough to be a rebuilding team when you have, I mean, probably 21, 22 teams with legitimate playoff aspirations. So yes. uh, 30 wins, that may not, you know, I don't know if Pistons fans would see 30 wins and say, like, I'm happy about that. But if you could get cracked 30, they're competing every night. You look at the 
net rating at the end of the year and there's just clear markers of this team moving forward then i think that's something you could be happy about uh obviously with a team this young uh you could assume that they're going to continue to go on that upward trajectory so i mean yeah if you get to 34 wins i think that's a knockout after a 17 win season now how do the pistons necessarily stack up against the other quote-unquote rebuilding teams in the east so maybe like the pacers the orlando magic who seem to have a lot of buzz this offseason Teams like that, how do you think they stack up against? I think Orlando, what Orlando did last season where they started off cold and then they get Mark Hill folks back and then they finish, I think, pretty close to 500 down the stretch. Uh, if the Pistons can get to that tier next season, then you're right on the money. I would say that I think on paper they should be in that Indiana Pacers, Orlando Magic tier. We still have to see what happens with the Charlotte Hornets, but maybe they're included in that tier as well, where there are teams that have clearly – Talented young guys. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, of course, uh, made the leap into stardom last season. And they got Paolo Bancaro down in Orlando and all the young guys mm-hmm. they've drafted over the last few years. All these teams to me are in very similar tiers. And I said it earlier, but I don't think that 17 record for the Pistons really accurately portrayed where they are in their growth just because of Kate getting hurt. So we saw what Kate did in Vegas last week. I mean, all reports indicate he was the best player on the floor. If he can get to that, Halliburton tier next season or anywhere close to it, then yeah, that's what the Pistons need, right? They need that one guy uh, who could just win them games. They haven't really had that yet. And if that's Kate, then by all means, I think them and Orlando are in the, in the same tier. I'm I'm excited to see what Kate can do. I, I want to see him fully healthy with a, a good team around him. And, and now that the team has like a direction and a good coach, nothing against Dwayne Casey, but now you know you have Monty Williams, a proven head coach, right? I'm excited to see what he can do, and and him and that Jaden Ivey duo seems kind of exciting. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be, I think, a fun (laughs) athletic team, right? I mean, you look at just all the guys on this team who could just really leap. I mean, Ivey's a great athlete. Asar had a couple ducks in Summer League that were just like, wow, like this dude might be a top 10 athlete already. Uh, Duran, obviously. I mean, they have a lot of guys who can really run and jump. Uh, I mean, defensively, I think they'll be able to lock down. It should be a fun team. Like, if nothing else, this would be a team that'll generate some highlights. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, don't, so listen, we got more questions to ask our boy Omari covering the Detroit Pistons for the Detroit Free Press. So, you do not want to go anywhere. We're going to get that all-time lineup, that random player, and more. So, do not go anywhere. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to Points in the Paint, the show. Yes. Zach Badgerhouse. Ben Wittenstein. And we're back. We got our main man, Amari, Detroit, very own Detroit Pistons. You know what time it is. We cook up hot takes and we got an all time lineup. Yeah. So As a first, Bulls fan, I'm going to have beef with this, I know, but I'm excited okay. to see. It's okay. So, who we got? Let's start it off right now, Amari. Who we got, bro, at the PG? It goes unsaid, really. But who do we have at the point yeah. guard position for the all-time lineup? This was the the easiest one, and there's been a lot of great point guards <laughs> in Pistons history. But we gotta go. I would I would get my credential revoked if I did not select this person for the point guard spot. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. 
Sweet, sweet. Are you alum? Yes. There we go. Hey, I can, I can Chicago, like Isaiah. West Side of Chicago. Chicago, are you alum? Love it. See, there you go. You can love you can love that part of the list. Yeah, I can, yeah. After he graduated from Indiana, then I'm like, yeah. But before that, it's perfect. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. All right. So you got Isaiah. Makes sense. Go. Um, number two, who's your shooting guard? And this one was tough, but I'm gonna go Joe Dumars. Just the his all around game. Like people don't know that Joe Dumars was like a point guard who played shooting guard. Like he played, like he was a, a true combo guard. And of course you talk about his defense. Before his time, huh? Before his time, before his time. Like I'm going <laughs> Joe D. Number three? Number three? Okay, let's go with number three. number three. Who you got at the three? So this, is, so this is where it starts to get a little controversial, but I went Grant Hill. I went Grant Hill at mm. the three. I mean, his time in oh, Detroit. He didn't retire in Detroit. He didn't retire in Detroit. No, he did not. But this is, I think you get a little bit of leeway when you do like an all-time list, right? Like you could say, oh yeah. yeah, like did he finish his career in Detroit? No, but he was a dog when he was in Detroit. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it weren't for the injuries, I mean, we're talking about a guy who could have been like top 30, top 40 all time if he had just maintained that trajectory. But I was thinking about this team in terms of like, how do the pieces fit together? And with Grant Hill, you get a little oh, bit Oh, okay. I right, like so. that. That, that you know what I also love about Grant Hill? Every time I see him in a Pistons jersey, it's that awesome teal jersey with the horse flame. Like, oh, yeah, it's that's the, the best jersey. Pistons jersey. I always picture Grant Hill in that jersey. The teal jerseys, are, I don't know why they're so divisive in Detroit. I think a lot of it is just they're sandwiched in between the going to work and the bad boys. People just associate that era with just like a weaker era for Pistons basketball. But removed from all of that. It was a little it, rough. But the jersey is fire, though. The jersey is fire. Like, we should all, regardless of the quality of basketball on the court, we should all be able to agree that those are great jerseys. Yeah. I 100% agree. All right, number four. There we go. Uh, Who's your guy? Yeah. Number four, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> a very the worm, bad if you were the worm. The worm. <laughs> the worm. Yeah, very bad voice heavy team. But, I mean, just one of the greatest rebounders of all time, if not the greatest. It's probably him and Moses Malone at the top of that list. Uh, just yes. defense. This way, Clank, there. this way. Now, I think that? for the fit, the person playing the five, I thought you would have showed some love to the 04 team. No love for the 04 team. No love for the fit or fro. So who's going to be the number five? <laughs> I did. I did really like this was like one A and one B for that. Like Ben Wallace would have mm. been an excellent pick there. So absolutely no disrespect at all because it was really close. But I'm going. I'm going old school. I'm going Bob Lanier. Old school. Yeah, old school. Oh, Ooh, Bob Lanier. That is old. <laughs> that, that is old. Oh, oh. That's like yeah. my dad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same here. Same Look at them here, numbers but, though. Yeah, I mean, come yeah, on, twenty and ten for his career. Man. You know, if you're if you're ranking top five fists of all time, I think he's on that, you know, top five if you just look at overall output. So that's I had to go Bob Lanier. Easy. I like it. I love, love it. Love it. If you disagree, you don't tweet at us. Tweet yeah, at Omar. Tweet at Omar. <laughs> 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 no, tweet at them. Right, tweet at so, them. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah tweet at us. That's fine. We'll 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 take the brunt. Um so we're gonna ask every guest this, you know, different for this. Uh name a random player from the Detroit Pistons. This is this is naming some some dudes time. Yeah, I went. I went with a player that. I mean, if you're naming random players, I don't know who, how many would name this guy. I went Walker Russell Jr. 
Like he joined the Pistons, Ooh. I believe, later. That sounds like my math teacher name season. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came in. He spent some time in the G League. He came in and played for the Pistons during that 2012 season. And he had some good games. Like that was a weird era for Pistons basketball when you're like transitioning out of the going to work era. So I don't know how many people were like watching every game, but I was watching every game because I was in high school and I had nothing else better to do but to just watch Pistons basketball. And that's uh, funny. I want to say he probably played, I couldn't even tell how many games he played for him that season, maybe around 40 or 50. But I guarantee you, if, you, if, if, you're naming, if you're naming random players for, for this team, like I was going for like the, the rarity score. The now, most, right? the like, ultimate, most random. You had the immaculate grid on your head. You had to get under 1%. Exactly. There exactly. you go. Under 0.1%. <laughs> I love it. All right. To finish this off, you know how we do, Chief. The, your hottest take could be good or bad for the Detroit Pistons this upcoming season. What's going to be the hottest take for them? See, I'm bad at hot takes. I don't know how hot this take actually is, but I went Cade Cunningham wins most improved. Uh, he hasn't played a lot of basketball in his first two seasons, and especially if the Pistons make a legitimate improvement next year, I could just see him gaining that hype. And it seems like most improved, like, I, like I think the spirit of the word is more so like role player that people have expectations for makes that leap. Right. But then John Morant ran won it a few years ago, and now it's like, okay, so like a number one, number two pick can win it. So maybe that makes it less hot. I don't know. But I do think he'll be in the discussion. And, you know, I do think that he has the skill, the talent, everything you need to really make a leap and put himself on the map. Have you enjoyed what you've seen so far from him this uh, this summer? I know you've seen like probably highlights and things from like Team USA. Have you liked what you've seen? I do. I mean, you see that. And then also talk to him at Summer League a little bit. And, I like what I've seen so far. It's just last nine months have been a lot of rehab for him, just getting ready for the season. But all indications are that he's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, nice. Obviously, you go on the court with the USA uh, team, and you're the best player, and that only bodes well. So I think he's ready. I think he'll be good next year. Now, this I, I don't know if this is another hot take, but Cade Cunningham, are we going to be talking about him before February as a potential all-star? Now he threw it at you like that, not me. I think that depends entirely on how good the Pistons are. If they're just completely okay. out of the playoff race at that point, just the way voters tend to vote, I just don't see Cade getting that type of attention unless he's just having like an absolutely insane year. But with that being said, I think I think it just depends on how good the Pistons are. If they are within striking distance of a playing spot, I do think Cade would be in that discussion in February. Uh, at least a coach decision, right? Yeah, I mean, it may come down to that, but you look at, you know, Trey Young a few years ago, like we always see a young guard kind of up and coming insert themselves into that discussion. So, I mean, Cade has everything going for him to be that player this season. It, the piss is out to be good, but on paper, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to have his name in that discussion if we're talking Pistons having like 25 wins by February. Nice. Love it. All right, Omari, appreciate you coming on, talking Pistons. Yes, sir. Let the people know where they can find your stuff, where they can find you on social media. No, thanks for having me, as always. You can find me on Twitter at my first and last name, O-M-A-R-I-S-A-N-K-O-F-A. And, of course, all of my stuff is on Freep.com, F-R-E-E-P. Awesome. Nice, nice. Detroit Free Press, baby. Detroit Pistons beat writer. Omari Sankofa, appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. Coming up, 
We got D-Wade versus Paul Pierce. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Points in the Paint on Stadium. Ben Wittenstein. Zach B in a place to be. We want to thank Omari for coming on, talking Detroit Pistons basketball. Detroit basketball. And, of course, you can find all the clips from this show on our socials. They're right here in this lovely side slab. You can follow us on TikTok. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook wherever it is that you get. Hey, we're doing good on Facebook, stuff. by the way. Yeah, listen, the people on Facebook love us. We're very Facebook friendly. We're going to finish off the show today and this week with some NBA Twitter talk, Zach, because yes, we sir. always love NBA Twitter talk. It's as we talked about, dog days of summer. Love a good beef. Nothing going on. So the NBA f- players are beefing. They're fighting. Mm-hmm. And right now it's Paul Pierce versus Dwayne Wade. Two retirement players, too, at that. Got nothing better to do. <laughs> We got another better to do. Paul Bear's talking crazy. Yeah, they're they're talking about you better than Dwayne Wade. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. He was talking about how, uh, as as you can see, this tweet that he sent out August six. I'm still better at hoop than 99.9 percent of people on Twitter. That may be true. Yeah, but Dwayne Wade's on Twitter probably, so and he's not better than him. He's for not sure. better than Dwayne Wade. <laughs> it's a weird thing to tweet. I don't know what would make an NBA tw- player want to tweet something like this. To to be honest, <laughs> like obviously you were in the NBA, you were one of the best players of all time on the Celtics. You don't have to tweet that you're better at basketball than most people on Twitter. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, but him thinking that he's better than Dwayne Wade, yeah. that's where it goes a little overboard. And then what, what, what did Dwayne say? Yeah, what would he say? I'm living rent-free. <laughs> and rent is expensive. expensive. Yeah, I'm living rent-free in the truth's head, Paul Pierce's head. He's 100% right. He's 100% right. Listen, D-Wade got more hardware, got more rings, obviously, got more accomplishments. I put He played better defense. Now, if Paul Pierce want to talk about, well, I didn't play with LeBron James – or I didn't play with Chris Bosh. Or I didn't play with Shaquille Wade is great O'Neal. by himself. Come on. But Wade was definitely great by himself. And he definitely carried that team in the NBA Finals in 2006, averaging oh, over yeah. 35 points a game. Yeah, I don't think. And, and, you know, Paul Pierce, he does lead Dwayne in the amount of times he's carted off in a wheelchair. So I'll give him that. There you that. go. He's got that statistic. I think me and you are in agreement. We got to ask our, our lovely producer, Doug. Paul Pierce, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade for sure. Ten times out of ten. Easy. Ten out of ten, twice on Sunday. Yeah, and plus, I think the franchise, like Pat Riley, just said that Dwayne Wade's the best player in Miami Heat franchise. That stands for something too. I mean, yeah, especially when LeBron's been on the team, and he said that's no disrespect to Bron Bron. Yeah, that's that's Pat Riley saying that. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I think the debate settled. Paul Pierce, stop going on Twitter. Enjoy your life. You don't have to be on Twitter. You're a rich ex basketball player. Like you could just go enjoy retirement, man. And stay off lives. Yeah, stay stay off lives. (laughs) Don't go on lives when you're inebriated. It's perfect. There you go. So that's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint, the TV show. But make sure you also catch the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And you will hear from us, Zach Badgerhouse, my main man, Ben Winstein, next week, baby.